or two friends get together so that we can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that you can try things. Now you'll stop singing so that we can all now try this. Guys, welcome to another jam-packed live episode of Now Try This. We're your boys, Nick. And Marcus. Tell you guys about something that we love. Last week, we did The Lobster, one of Marcus's favorite movies, and... I really liked it. I enjoyed it quite you fondly. Did. You did. Yeah. I was surprised. I was yeah. shocked. But that's what we do on this podcast. We give each other something to try that we love. But every once in a while, we want to hear from you guys. We want to do some tries that you think that we're missing out on, that we haven't done yet. Some of your favorite things. And you can let us know how to do that by... This isn't a one-man podcast. Pull your weight. Submitting to the... <laughs> iTunes reviews. And what does an iTunes review do for us, Marcus? An iTunes review helps us get more views, gets more eyes on the podcast, and I love eyeballs. Guys, leave a fucking review. <laughs> Great. Uh, five, five guys, let us know what you think of the podcast and leave us uh, something to try. And if you listen to podcasts and have never left a review, you're a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, we're calling you out. Yeah, fuck you. If you're like, oh, I just listen every once in a while, maybe I won't believe really review you. No, no. Now you piece of it's shit. responsibility. I just left a five-star review for Chevy's because that restaurant is great in New Jersey. <laughs> it was delicious. Did, really? Yeah, it was great. Well, I've I, never had Chevy's. I, is Chevy's like a Red Robin's? Yeah. Well, I am, is it? I am somehow um, Google Maps famous. Is that a thing? Um, what do you mean? All of my my pictures on Google Maps. I, so I set my phone to automatically just be like, hey, Google Maps can use my pictures for whatever they all want. All the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All your pictures. All my pictures of things. I don't understand. So you take a picture of me right now and put at the location. Yes, Google Maps will look at it and be like, whether this is worthy to use for More Google Maps research. More usually at Chevy's. At yeah, yeah. So you take in. a picture, whatever. But... So I just I just got a notification that like my pictures have hit eighty thousand like views or whatever, and I was like, I have, more like, importantly, I why is your like, Instagram pictures. so quiet? If you're taking all these pictures, oh, because I don't like posting. <laughs> what are you taking these pictures? It gets for? me Google? anxiety, Nick. Are you taking these pictures? I have anxiety. For no, I just take a pic. I just like was for, like for you to save for later for man. memories. Oh man, uh, I know you don't take pictures no, to on, remember hold things. On, hold on, man, I'm really gonna want to remember the Chevy sandwich in like six weeks. Like I'm it wasn't Chevy's. It I'm wasn't gonna... Chevy's. But now Google bugs me. Google Maps bugs me a lot now because they're like, take a picture. I'm like, no, fuck you, bitch. Get off my shit. I don't know. I think you're avoiding the subject because you know it's weird. It is weird. Oh, okay, great. That's why I brought it up. I'm not bringing it up to brag. I'm not humble bragging about my <laughs> Google Maps followers. Like you're bragging a I'm little not, bit. You're, just because you're jealous doesn't mean I'm bragging. Okay? <laughs> Fucking I dude. think it does. I think it does. I think if the other person gets a little jealous, that means you might be a little braggy. No, dude. It's, it's so stupid because I don't know why the fuck. It's it's because I went to. Because apparently your pictures are amazing. Apparently, and you're not sharing them with our fans. I'm not, guys. guys if you want to see, follow uh, me on Google, Google Maps, <laughs> I'm a local ahead, guide. You can go ahead and tweet at us at now try this cash, just like Jess did, who said, "Honestly, shocked that Nick would use his substitution on a cinematic masterpiece like The Lobster." <gasps> Jess, the yeah. Jess, did we? Yeah, yay! She's great. Choo, She's choo, friend choo. of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Guys, if you want to be a friend of the podcast, you just got to tweet at us at, and I'll try this cast. Yeah, guys, we don't have enough tweets, so um, we'll, we will respond. 
we, we yeah, that's a, a threat. We, you will get responded to yeah. on Twitter. I hope that gives you anxiety. Tweet, tweet, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Good. All right, Marcus. What are we doing today? Um, today you gave me the bitch ass movie known as Runaway Bride, starring Julia Roberts and Richard Gears. You know what's funny? What? You know, you, you, I just want to say before we go any further uh-huh. that a lot of the time we do a lot of things in the podcast and we all both have to look up people, look up who was in it. Look, yeah. But this, these people are so iconic. You just know from one viewing exactly who the stars of this movie Exactly. Yeah. I'm just saying before we get any, before I get a take, before I get an opinion, and before, before you get attacked, you, before, <laughs> <laughs> before I get attacked. Oh my goodness. Before you get attacked for making me watch the fucking stupid movie. Oh, man. Marcus, you My opinions of this movie Ooh. are thoroughbred. Like the horse in the opening scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marcus, tell me, uh, ask me a question. Ask me why I gave it to you. Ask you a question. Ask me a question. <laughs> hey, Nick, what's two plus two? 17. Nailed it. Yeah. Math boy over here. Math boys. Okay, Nick, why'd Ooh, you give me this movie? Let's do math for the rest of the podcast. What's seven <laughs> times nine? A thousand forty six. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Nick, are you ready? Are you fucking ready? You know what's funny? In my head for two seconds, I thought the answer was sixty nine. Why? Because it's been so long since I've done math. You well, nine is the easiest number because you just. I know. I know why. It's it's not the easiest. One and ten are probably easier, but nine's third place. I, I would know. say. I, I would say two is probably third place. I don't know. Doubling things. Yeah. Everyone knows their twos. What's two times 1,666? 1,666? Yeah. It's 3,000. I don't know. <laughs> but you picked but, a hard number. But to multiply by 10, all you have to do. No, or to multiply that, by 9, on. all you have to do is What's multiply nine? by hold 10 on, and then on, subtract hold on, hold on. 1. Hold on, hold on. You do 9 times 1,666 while I do 2 times 1,666. Let's see who gets there first. I'll delete Nailed that. Let's go. <laughs> not doing this <laughs> fine then i'll win good i'm glad i am glad if three 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 two three right. three 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 two oh, it's three, three, well, three, three, three. two times six is 12 and then you carry the one and then you do it again three 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 two i did again. it faster than you you did all right what is it times nine i'm not doing it it was harder it's it is harder place. you're right boom nailed it you won you won this round of Math Boys. Math Boys, if you guys want more Math Boys, go ahead yeah. and tweet us at NotTreadisCast. <laughs> if you never want to hear, if you never want us to hear us do Math Boys ever again, tweet at us at NotTreadisCast. There you go. Nick, after work, I don't use my brain. I can't move on until you ask me why I gave it to you. Can I was you trying, do and then you brought on Math Boys, the podcast in the podcast. Yeah, and then I paused for a really easy, a very nice segue I was giving you a chance to breathe before I attack I you for, breathe. I for an hour. about this movie. Nick. What'd you think about the movie? <laughs> Nick, why'd you give me this movie? Oh my goodness. Growing up. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we go into our childhood traumas. That sounds like a, a song for this movie. So growing up, we didn't have cable a lot of the time. Can we play what? can we play sad, like free free music in the background? Every time we talk about our chat. <laughs> sure. But my bigger question is why do I have to find it? Why can't you do some producer work and find it? I said, it can I'm... we? You could have just I could done have it. done it. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Man. But now I'm doing it. Sad. 
Copy. <laughs> right. Copyright's a weird word. All right, tell me when to stop. Stop. Uh, so, Marcus. Yeah. When I was a young kid, we uh, we didn't have a lot of money, so uh, we didn't have cable for most of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, the the stories of me watching <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons, I was usually at a grandparent's house. Yeah, because that was my house proper. We we didn't have uh, cable. Yeah, so I wasn't uh, um, going and surfing the the surfing the the, the channels for something to watch. I think it was. Um, you said surfing but also, the web. I uh, suffered from night terrors as a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, what ha- what's a night terror? Uh, it's kind of like a nightmare, but it's more it's worse <laughs> because a nightmare you go oh oh that was scary, but a nightmare yeah, yeah. you wake up and you like can't breathe and you like uh, it's, so it's like a panic attack in your sleep. Yeah, it's nice. a lot like that. Okay, and I suffered from them as a kid sometimes. Um, one way that uh, I uh, adverse that was to always go to sleep with something on. Uh, if something was on while I fell asleep, I would oftentimes dream and think and ponder about that thing I was watching. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since we didn't have a lot of cable, we had a couple VHSs. You had some cable? We didn't have a lot of cable. <laughs> uh, we had <laughs> some VHSs, some but we didn't have a lot of movies either. Uh, but for whatever reason, um, my mother loved Denzel Washington and Julie Roberts. So those were the movies that we had in our Have house. they ever been in a movie together? 12 Angry Men? Was that yeah, it? The Pelican Brief. Pelican Brief. Um, you can ask me any Julie Roberts questions and I'll probably have the answer. How old is Julie Roberts? Uh, right now, 55. Um, nice. And then I just made it up. And She's 51. <laughs> Damn. And then, oh, I'm sure you know that because you Googled. I'm sure you knew that because you Googled the age gap between Richard and Julie Roberts. I did because it immediately made me angry. Immediately. <laughs> it's only like... 15 years? 19 years. Or 18 years. 18 years exactly. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why my mom dates younger men. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> one of the VHSs we had was One Way Bride. So, I've watched One Way Bride, um, at least parts of it, over 100 times. And usually when people say that. Over 100 times? Usually when people say that, it's an, a gross over Star Wars one favorite movie. I've watched it hundreds of times. You've probably watched it like 16. Yeah. Like, calm down. I've literally watched this movie hundreds of times. I can quote the whole thing. I can start from the beginning. We can t- go, go beat by beat, and I remember all the sequences. Mm-hmm. Because it helped me sleep. But the reason I think it helped me sleep was because this place felt real to me. It felt... It is a real place. Like it's New York City. A community. Well, most of it takes place in Maryland. But um, it felt like the community that I've longed for. It felt like the family and the friends I didn't have. It felt like... I could go to this town and I could be happy because there'd be a place for me. Then why'd you move to the city? <laughs> I moved to New York City to Sounds follow like my you should move to the small drink. town. Small town boy. Well, I would love to live in a small town. Then fucking do it. I want to be an actor as well. You can act in a small town. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you That's can't. what community theater is. You want to have like a diet? Hold on. You want to ha- you want to have a debate like a, a a qualifiable debate about whether or not I should live near you? First of all, as your friend. Second near of all, me? yeah. Second oh. of all, that I should give up on all my dreams and move to a small city so I can work or do community so I can do Pippin for the local commissioners. This sounds dope. You're not just making me angry. Listen, you're gonna make me angry for this whole podcast. You Why are you making you angry? I'm just saying. That sounds great. I 
Because it, it, you're pissing on my life choices. No, I'm just saying a, that you just asked you me. Can, you, you just, you just me, sounded you so just happy, and with the sad music, it just made me <laughs> feel so me bad for you that I was like, man, Nick, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you should chase that childhood dream. It's not a childhood dream. It sounded like one. No, it's what gave me comfort the sad at music, night man. because I had nothing. <laughs> the sad music tricked me. I have more community here than I did back home. There you go. Okay. I'm not saying move back home. No, you're saying move back move to, to Colorado city. with me. I'll be a small town sheriff. <laughs> Nick, you, we you're got, trying to be funny because you Nick, pissed on my dreams and it's working because you're hilarious. I didn't, what, I didn't is, mean to piss on your 100%. dreams. 100%. Doesn't mean but, you didn't. What would my job be in the small town if you're the sheriff? I swear to God, if you do deputy, this fucking podcast is over. If, what? if you see deputy, this podcast is over. I will not be your number two. Party. You can't be my number two. I don't trust you as my number two. I, which during the Anna, overflow, you, during over, the over, Anna and the apocalypse, sorry? I was thinking about if I was in a zombie situation mm-hmm. with you and Cassie. Harper was with us in the movie. I didn't include him in that. <laughs> as much as I love Harper. I, I don't didn't think, think about listen to Run Away, Brian. Good. I think you're safe. Um, But... Uh, I was like, man, okay, how would I manage that situation? And I was like, well, I would have to put Nick immediately in charge of something because that's the only way that this would work out. But then I was like, what would I put him in charge of? And I was thinking, I was like, I can't keep him, I can't keep him away from the outside because if he ends up staying inside with the the non-hunters too much and the non like you know people who have to go scavenge um then would he, slowly take over you would slowly take over for purpose, sure not out of egotism no, 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 just you would very you, much you, i would come back my personality i would come back from scavenging and people would ask you would ask you would be in charge you would ask somebody of something it's like let me yeah. check with nick yeah exactly <laughs> this is exactly what would happen so i was like okay. and you would be confused it was like nick yeah. would you, I didn't know what and you i was like that means nick has to scavenge and i'm like okay now would he get me killed? <laughs> and I, no, I about I'd this. probably sacrifice myself. For yeah, you. like if you, it's you and me and uh-huh. scavenging, like that's yeah, yeah. like everyone else has other duties, and somehow we've done the power dynamic where no no one's really in charge, and it's you and me scavenging. Mm-hmm. Like where like there's been teams in Walking Dead where it's like the two like the two people that go find recruits, right? Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, a yeah. duo. If we yeah. ended up being like a duo, I would die first because yeah. I would sacrifice myself. Yeah, too. like too inst- like too quickly. Like I'm not saying you wouldn't <laughs> sacrifice for yourself for me because I'm I'm very sure you would. Yeah, yeah. I'm very sure yeah. as a good friend. If I was dying, you you would do jump that. in there. You would jump yeah. in there. But I would jump in there before you were even like in danger. Right? Because <laughs> I I I just I'm not panicky. Yeah. But I'm just very quick to. You'd stick your arm in the zombie's mouth, like take that, and like, dude, it was one zombie. We could have easily like, no, killed it. No, <laughs> go on without me. Remember me. <laughs> and it's not even out of any kind of like stupidity. It's just, it's just my instincts there are so protective. Yeah. I mean, you you've seen it happen when like, when like a teacher would rag on you about yeah, something, yeah. and I would like immediately jump in and start. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you don't talk to. Me. And you're like, no, shut up. No, I protect my friends. Uh, well, you like wait in the wings and wait to see if I really need help. Yeah, and yeah. then you're there if I need yeah. you. But I'm there whether you need me or not. <laughs> I'm there whether you need me or not. Um, guys, uh, on a quick side note, go see Anna in the Apocalypse. It was very enjoyable. Yeah, we went to the Q&A for it. Yeah, we met the... We were invited as podcasters. Can't even get through the sentence. <laughs> All right, Marcus. Um, I told you why I gave you Runaway Bride. Yeah. I can tell you, you know, more about... Runaway Bride? Yeah, but before we get into what you think... um. 
why don't we just go ahead and uh, call the source? Hello. Hey, Ma, what's up? Hi, how are you? Good. You are on the podcast. Now try this with me and Marcus. Say hello. Hi, Marcus. Hello, Nick's mom. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> Great. Uh, Mar- mom, the reason we're calling is for a couple different reasons. Um, it's going to be quick. Don't worry. We won't take up too much of your time. But I would like to know what you think are some of my favorite movies. We'll start there. Immediate silence. Immediate she has silence. to think. Okay, Nick, Don't give worry, her Mom, time. They haven't changed too much over the years. Does it have to be? Can it be a musical? Yeah. Any anything that comes to mind as Nick's favorite movie? Movies. What What are the first couple things that come to mind? Uh, Fiddler on the Roof. That is nice. my favorite. That is canonically my favorite movie. Nice, yes. nice. Okay, and then I would say any DC Marvel movies. Of course, of course, above. all the nerdy stuff. Yeah, but un- okay. Outside the nerdy stuff, we all we all know that Nick, me, am a fan of romantic comedies. The Notebook. The Notebook oh, is a great film. Yeah. We've done yep. that on the podcast. If I had called you on that episode, you would be correct. But there's a certain movie we're doing today. It's. Do you remember the two actors that were most prominent in our house growing up because they were the only movies you bought? That I bought? Mm-hmm. It's so funny that she doesn't even realize it happened, right? Yeah. Because well, that's how so... that's how it is with perception and right. like. Mom, the only movies you bought growing up were oh, Julia. The only movies would be with uh, Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> Do you know what my favorite Julia Roberts movie is? Um. Because they were in the house, I watched them all multiple times. <laughs> Steel Magnolias. Oh, Steel Magnolias is a great one, Marcus. Have you seen that? No. Well, we'll have to do that another time. Oh, but God. there was one. I don't know if you remember, Mom. But when we lived, I think it was on Townsend. Uh, we didn't have cable. Enemy. Sleeping with the enemy. No, I've never seen that one. <laughs> we didn't own that one, Mom. <laughs> no. Uh, when we were in Townsend, uh, we had the TV and VCR were in my room. And there was a VHS you had that I watched almost every night to help me fall asleep. Oh, yes, yes. Um, the stepmother. No, <laughs> nope, um, you had that on DVD, and we did not have a DVD player yet. This is a VHS. VHS. Oh, my goodness. Just keep naming some Julia Roberts movies. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> the one with Richard... Oh, um... The oh. one with Richard Gere? Oh, which one? No. The... Um, Oh my God! What's the name of it? Where she's a hooker. No, <laughs> you didn't own that one. I haven't. I didn't see that one until I was an adult. It was Runaway Bride, ma. Oh, that was gonna say the one with the brides. That was my next guess. Well, Runaway Bride. Mom, what do you remember about that movie? What did I remember? What do you remember about? I think, I think she remembers it was terrible. Nope. Um, <laughs> what do I remember? Then you, she was always running away. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love my mother so much. Why do you think... I, I know why I like Julia Roberts so much, but it was probably because it was all that was in the house. But why Why did you? Why Julia Roberts and why was her movies always on in the house? Because she was my favorite. Yeah, but why, Ma? Why? Yes. Because she was... This is a podcast. Uh, I need content. Putting me on the spot. I sure am. I don't know. I can't think right now. Ma, you're putting, you're what? giving your, you're putting, you're putting too much pressure on your no, mom. Ma, give me, tell give, me why. Give me her anxiety. Why, why Julia Roberts? Because it was the only ones that I had in the house. 
No! Oh, God, wow, you're useless. No, but why did you love her so much? Why? Was it her... Why? Her personality. She was a good actress. Her oh, personality. Okay. She was down to earth. Oh. She was um, her true colors. And I think as a person, I've never met her personally. I think a lot of But you did movies, meet Denzel. Yes. A lot of Ooh. her movies reflect her as a person. Okay. You know? Um, yeah. And one of my other favorites was um, based on the true story. Um, can't think of the name. Aaron Brockovich. Yes. Yes, that was another one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where she won, uh, he got an Oscar nomination for. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's yeah. correct. All right. Yes. Well, Mom, is there anything you would like to say to all our fans on the podcast before you go? Um, <laughs> have a great evening. <laughs> is there anything you would like to say, Marcus? Like maybe that he's wrong about Julia Roberts? Why? What is he saying about Julia We Roberts haven't talked again? about it yet, but I have the feeling you did not like the movie. <laughs> Really? Which movie did you watch? Runaway uh, Bride. Runaway Bride. Oh, oh wow. Um, I think I your mom know, would agrees. Have to listen to the podcast and, and comment, but no. All right, we'll get your He's comments. Wrong. Whatever, whatever he says is wrong. Yeah, that's right, mom. Yeah, mom, there you go. Wrong. All right, I, I, I appreciate yeah, it's that. One of the best movies, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> that's my mom, ladies and gentlemen. That's Sarah Sellis. Uh, say goodbye, Marcus. Bye, Bye next mom. Love you. love you too. Bye, Bye Marcus. Love you too. Okay. I like that your mom has your back no matter what. Uh, I Tell Marcus he's wrong. Marcus, you're wrong. Listen, I fight with my mom a lot because mostly probably because I'm so outspoken. But one thing that I love her so much for, she's always on my side. She encourages me to move to the city, to pursue acting. She thinks I'm the best at everything in the world. That's good. That's probably why I think so. Um, but she is right about Julie Roberts. I think the reason she's so iconic and so liked and and became the first ten million dollar woman, because mm-hmm. um, you know how she very, played the ten million dollar woman. No, what I mean is ten million dollars is a very iconic number for when you've really become the best of the best in Hollywood. Is that like when like Jim Carrey became adjusted for inflation? No, it's different now. Now Scarlett Johansson is getting like twenty million. It's changed. <laughs> but during the nineties, there was a very small echelon of actors and actresses, mm-hmm. and she was the first actress to oh, get wow. there. And she paved the way for a lot of women leading their own movies and making so much money. She's very likable. I think that's why. Is she? You can tell that a lot of the quicks and quirks and things that she does Mm -hmm. in these movies are very her. She's very real. She's very down to earth, um, which is why I think she plays so well in movies like this and romantic comedies. And probably why she plays so well with Richard Gere, because he's so charming. This was after Pretty Woman? Yes, it was. Okay, that makes sense. Very iconically, Gary Marshall made Pretty Woman. They became all famous. Um, and then he brought them back together for this movie. That's a weird choice. Broadway Bride or? No, it's just a weird choice to be like, I made this movie. You guys were good in it. Let's let's bring it back. Let's do it again, but different. No, it's not. It's I mean, weird. Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks were both in Sleepless in Seattle yeah. and then came back for You've Got Mail. So um, is it is it? It's like a rom-com thing to do or a rom romantic movie thing to do. Oh, maybe. Because well, if people have good chemistry, they're like, let's do that again. I feel like... What about Ryan Gosling? What about his? Has he been in something with someone twice? He's a little different because he. I feel like he has more range. No, yeah, he he him with um Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah, they were in Crazy Stupid Love. Then they were in that. There you go, cowboy yeah. movie, and then That's they were in La La Land. Yeah, yeah. I guess That's those so are, weird. Yeah, I think it's I think it's because real like there's a, there's a lot of actors that are good actors yeah. and they have good chemistry, but every once in a while you you just hit I, a pair. I think it's just chemistry. Yeah. You just hit a pair, and like if things were differently, they yeah. would be together, or they just become best sure. friends, and it's just very—it's palpable, you know what yeah. I mean? 
Um, it's just it, it flies off the stage. You know, like yeah. like um, in the Notebook, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, their chemistry is what makes that movie so iconic. It would be a good movie regardless. It's a good story, but the two of them to be together, you feel like For you're sure. in love. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I think love in a movie is hard to make people believe, probably. And and yeah. it, so if you can if you see two people and you believe that they're in love and that they work together, then I think that's that's. And I think why. the reason why it happens so much in romantic sure. And, and the, money, thing, for the sure. reason it happens so much in romantic comedies is because the only thing that's happening in the movie is the love part. In the other movies, love is like a side character to the mm-hmm. heist or to the murder or yeah. to whatever else. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it doesn't play as big of a part. So you don't need to get the perfect pitch of those two actors together. But rom coms, it's only the love. <laughs> That is true. So that's probably that's why true. they keep I, redoing I, it. I wish they more genre blended more with rom coms. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I, but it's already two genres. Short, <laughs> short. Sure, I think the reason is is because rom coms in the, the best rom coms are hard to get that tone quite right because you have to take yourself seriously, but you can't take yourself that seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of rom coms get it wrong because they think it's like all it's too campy and it's too cheesy and doesn't work. And then a lot are way too serious. They don't realize they're not in on the joke of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to realize that the meet cute is very old trope, but you yeah. have to work on that trope somehow. Mm-hmm. Come at it from a different angle. Like Runaway Bride. Da, 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 da. Marcus, tell me about this movie. This movie starts off with <laughs> Julia Roberts Good call. on a horse running yep. away. Sure. And then, what did you think this title was about? Uh, what I, what did I think it was yeah. about? Um, I thought it was Probably going about to one be wedding where she ran away or something. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be <laughs> someone who made this a habit. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was weird. It was it was weird that the premise of the movie is like this lady is running away, mm-hmm. and this sexist journalist is trying to smash, and then he's not trying to smash right away. No, but he very quickly. Is trying to smash after meeting her. I think that it's a mutual understanding of immediate attraction and chemistry. Sure, it's a mutual wanting to smash. I'm sure. not saying that Julia Roberts does not want to so smash. So we got Ike, who is Richard Gere. He is a city slicker. He yeah, is yeah. a New York. Well, no, before that, Julia Roberts on a horse for at least 10 minutes. It's the opening. It's very long. It's the. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I'm sorry, you did not want, you don't want to watch Julia Roberts on no, a horse? No, it's not called Julia Roberts Rides a Horse. It's called Runaway Bride. She was not doing any running yet. I'm going to wa- I'm gonna make you watch every Julia Roberts movie eventually. <laughs> and I will rank them all. Ooh, that sounds fun. Uh, Maybe for the next challenge, I'll just give you six more. And you can do them oh, all. I'll Have throw you seen it? Is this, oh, hold on. So Is this the first time you've seen Julia Roberts in a movie? No, I saw her in um, Miss Congeniality. That that's Sandra Bullock. Oh, I almost. So then, who was in Oceans of the 12. Two? That's that's Julia Roberts. That's not Sandra Bullock. No, Sandra Bullock's not in Oceans Twelve or Eleven or Thirteen. She's in Eight. Eight. There you go. The, the one that we watched on the podcast was Oceans Eleven. She was in that. She was Danny Ocean's wife. Fuck, I don't remember her. Remember, she was she's she was Tess. She was the whole reason he did everything because she was now with the casino owner. Oh, that was Julia Roberts? Yes, sir. Wow. I forgot. Yeah. Don't have a good memory. Yeah. I remember because I told a story about how she was a $10 million woman at the point, mm-hmm. that point, and George Clooney wrote her a nose like, I know you're worth $10, but here's a $10 and gave her Yeah, it seems ten- sexist. I think I said that too at the time. Well, no. I, <laughs> very famously, all the actors 
paid work did not get their kind of rates yeah, on that yeah, movie, yeah. or else well, you can't make that yeah. kind of movie. You know, Brad Pitt at the time was probably also worth $10 million, you know. Anyway, so you, anyway. Got, you got Ike. New Ike. York City slicker. New York, Very, yeah. City, uh, fast and Oof. loose. Who and made this movie? A non New Yorker? Because I feel like whatever re- New York City is represented in movies, it's like. Uh, but this is it's not the just stereotype. this movie. This it's movie not lines one. up it's with just all this one. the stereotypes of all New Yorkers For in sure. all movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety yeah. that ninety stereotype of New Yorker, like yeah. I mean To be fair, you didn't live in Manhattan, maybe it was like that. Uh, I don't know. I think I any know. stereotype of any where, city is wrong. Where are all these stereotypes coming from? I don't know. You've been a Christmas town from that Hallmark movie? Sure. Christmas have. town? That was exactly like it. Yeah. Halloween town, it's very famously like pumpkins everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Boils and ghouls of every age. <laughs> ghouls of every age. Um, and he's and he's and he's searching for a story. He's a columnist, and he's he's got an hour and thirty seven minutes left to make a whole story. Who works like this? New York City people. He would be fired immediately. Not in the nineties. I don't. Oh God, my story's doing in a half hour. Uh, miss, you want to go on a date? I don't know. I've talked to some New Yorkers, and some of them act like this, especially older generations. They're very much only in their own world and their own preview, purview, and they only know what's going on in front of them. I guess so, but that, they, that's they not even everyone, how I would describe this. This guy's just a it. fucking. I guess he's supposed to be a sleaze bag where he's just like. I think. He's what does he even be, write stories about? He's, he's, he's a columnist. He just writes about women. Have you never read a column? I have. I don't think you have. But you're, not you're about women and fucking them, in the fucking New York Times or whatever the fuck this was. I think it was a post, but. But still, there's not a column about, like, how did I fuck this weekend? In the 90s, My fucking journey. They're 100% This word. weekend I went to a bar and fucked. Sex in the City does the same thing, and it's based on a real person. Yeah, but that's different when it's a woman doing it, because it's, like, there's mystery so to it. T- no, they... The men when a guy the- doing it, he's just like, yeah, I fucked this lady. This is yeah, the 90s. Went, that's how it works. Yeah, I swiped right on Tinder. It was great. And then I went on a it date. It doesn't happen anymore. Well, hold on. It yeah. does still happen. Now they're just BuzzFeed articles and Elite Daily articles. Oh, God. And before that, where were they? They were in the articles. papers. You yeah. didn't do air quotes. Why did I have to do air quotes? For a BuzzFeed article, you have to do air quotes. Why? It's legal. So it's illegal to not do it. Why? Because we are real journalists, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you realize that really a thing? No, I just fucking so- I hate BuzzFeed. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Italis because that's his cat's name. Full circle. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Nice. Um, Yo, it wasn't even Italics. Those were quotations. So, so then he goes, the he's in a club and there's a lady throwing darts. It's a bar. And he's midday. Oh, a bar. Why it's is a he midday. Club? I don't know. And he's trying to write an article about her, basically. Well, no, no, no. She knows who he is. He's, he's famous in this bar. Everyone yeah. knows who he is. And he walks in and she just starts flirting with him. But she was like, don't write an article about me. And he's like, I won't. Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird conversation. It was a weird flirt. exchange. Yeah, that was her flirt. I didn't think she was trying to flirt at oh, all. Oh, yeah. She was trying to get some. No. 100%. She seemed mad the whole time. That's how New Yorkers are. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> she was not trying to flirt. That's how all New Yorkers are. That's oh, the, my that's God. That's how they are. That's uh, the, that's the thing. She was not flirting. She was like, get the fuck out. I'm not going to be subject to your article. And then she stormed off. All right. You don't storm off if you're flirting. I don't know. Maybe that's your tactic. Sell award is the <laughs> girl. Right. In the, but, um, but then he meets another guy who's there like, oh, been there, buddy. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tells this is George. He tells him about this mysterious woman. Played by Reg Rogers. The runaway bride. He tells yeah. her him a, a fucking urban legend about this lady. He's like, 
And then so he good, just I'm gonna put it. He just <laughs> goes out and writes a whole Dumbass, fucking article idiot. about it. So stupid. This guy's an idiot. And then he rightly so gets fired for yeah. it. Yeah. Because this guy's a fucking but, idiot. But I we I'm not going to try to sit here and say this is an Oscar movie. I'm not going to sit here and try to explain mm-hmm. why this is the best movie ever. I will defend it. And one of my defenses is it's a really well-made movie. Like, it knows what it's doing. Like, these, this is a this is a fun beat right here, right? Because he makes the – he starts writing the article. He's reading. And then the narration of the article continues over all the New Yorkers reading it and that – transitions to all the maryland people reading it mm-hmm. all the way up until julia roberts sees it yeah like that's good filmmaking like it's that it is classic uh, of the time yeah bit yeah of how news travels because it works in a visual medium yep it worked i'm just saying we watch a, i think oh, they did on. the same thing in homeward bound probably <laughs> but we watch a lot of movies now that i think forget how to make movies like yeah, that's that's, fair. that's something that i took away <laughs> from watching this movie now yeah Almost 20 years later, right? And it, I, it's not my childhood anymore. I'm not an impressionable kid. I can see these things a little better now. You're an impressionable Th- adult. I am a pretty impressionable I see someone smoking a cigarette on TV. I'm like, ooh, I want one. Um, I, I think the thing, my biggest takeaway from this movie is it's it's well-crafted. Like, it's there's a lot of parts of movies, and we talk about it all the time, where the beat-for-beat, sequence-to-sequence feels dragged on and feels like... They, they're just filming things to fill up the void and they don't know. But every moment of this movie is filled with something, you know, like every moment when someone's going from here to here, th- yeah. there's a little bit of character you're getting, yeah. like like the way they exchange, the way they sure. talk to each other, the way it's, they joke. It's, you know? it's sad that you're meriting a movie for being it's it's not it's nothing to do with you it's just the state of movies now yeah. where you have to give merits to a movie for just doing well, its job yeah <laughs> well a lot of movies don't a lot of movies don't it's action like directing, set piece action directing set piece. 101 is make sure every scene is saying something like yeah. that is that is what you learn fucking first well, how many day. times do we sit there watching transitions watching cars <laughs> drive from the here to here yeah, yeah. it's light time then it's dark time yeah, and what is that that scene saying so that? nothing. It's you saying know? vroom vroom car goes fast. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It, what is it about? But this movie, it <clears> very <throat> and not even painstakingly, it like it's just filled with I think a lot of yes. life. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um anyway. Continue. So she sees the article that he writes. She well, freaks out. And she thinks fired. it's a joke. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> At first. Because the, the her two friends come. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, hey, did you read it? Oh, no, she read it. And she's like, oh, my God, I said no jokes for the bachelorette party. Played by Kathleen Marshall, yeah. daughter then, of the director, is the cousin. Oh, really? And Joan Cusack. And then she gets pissed. Yeah. And then she writes a letter. Yeah. And then gets him fired. Then we go back to New York City. Yeah. He gets fired by his ex-wife. Honestly, funny scene. <laughs> and a good friend of his who is uh, who's married to his ex-wife now. Yeah. Harold Elizondo. Um, and then he's like. And then he leaves. And then the the, the and his ex wife is Rita Wilson. The friend uh, is like, "Hey, dude, I do some freelance for GQ. There's some money if you went to this town and wrote an article about this lady." Well, it's also his friend throwing him a bone. He's like, "Listen, I have an idea. What if you went and got the real story, yeah. all the nitty gritty details, backed up, got actual claims? Because his bigger thing was like, you didn't have a source. You had some drunk guy at the bar. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I guess that's true. But if he's like, but if you go and you're right." You, you, you just, can get your job back. Yeah. 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 Or at least 
get your name out of the mud like it is right now because no one wants to hire him. Yeah, and so then he books it immediately and to the town. And then he goes town. to Maryland. And Hail he's a Maryland. fucking creep. He he's harasses a- Julia Roberts uh, to the uh, nth degree. He's to, a jerk. He stalks her. I was thinking, I was like, this has become a straight-up horror movie. Like, he, Julia Roberts, so I'm not. Julia You're Roberts, this so gave me anxiety. Much. Julia Roberts was living, like, my nightmare of, like, someone following me around, this is and small I can't town. get rid of them, okay. and... You need to calm down. And no one believes me or is doing anything to help me, and I think I'm crazy because... I think this guy is a creep and harassing me, but everyone's like, ah, he's fine. He shows up in her fucking house. Like, what the fuck? He shows up at her job? Like, get an order of protection. Like, geez, that is crazy. Well, first of all, he's a journalist and he's journalizing. I don't care. He's he's fucking glorified paparazzi. Second of all. Also, he was fired, so he's not a journalist. You're just a guy. You just say you're a journalist. We're journalists. (laughs) But second of all, it's not like that because of the way the small town is. He's invited to almost every place he goes to. Like, he doesn't, he's not stalking her. It's just such a small town that he's like, well, she'll probably come over here at some point. And she just happens to. To her home, yeah. Yeah, she'd probably go there at some point. He was invited in. He knocked on the door to say hello, and he was invited in. He when she walked, when she walked in the door. You're right. He didn't break into her home. Yeah, you're making something. He forced way his way in. That's not true. He knocked on the door, and the father was like, "Come on in. Let me tell you about my runaway ma- bride." Yeah, daughter. sure. He forced his way in through manipulation of these kind people. What manipulation? He, he said, just "Let asked me a question. in." They wanted to talk about it. Your your he shade, used their stupidity. Should, they're not stupid. Your yeah, shade. They're, They're trusting small town people. Stupid. Your shade shouldn't be Richard Gear. Your shade should be, which is starting to be, at her family and friends. Oh yeah, yeah who should sure. not have her back. I also have shade at, at them. I have shade at them. She too. is all by herself. She yeah. is on an island in this small town. Oh, no man. one is. But, but you know what's funny? Yeah. Everybody loves her. No one's on her side, but everybody loves her so mm-hmm. much. They all have something to say about Maggie. Mean. Do they do they say anything nice ever? Well, the women no. Yeah, I was just gonna say the all women, the no. all the men immediately fall in love with her because she's like likable and so she she mirrors. We them. can talk about all of them. We can talk about all of them. But she's been she's she's had four fiancés. Five yes. become Richard Gear by the end of this movie. Spoilers. She's ran away three times. But on top of all that, which I think is a really interesting part of the movie, is her best friend's husband used to date her. Is still kind of still flourish with her. The kid on the football team is in love with her. Yep. The guy at the desk of the hotel is in love with her. Mm-hmm. Everyone in this town is in love with her at least a little bit. Yeah. Is infatuated with the idea. Like yeah. she is a big fish in the small town, mm-hmm. and everyone loves Maggie, um, which is just so interesting because that kind of plays into. Um, the, the the whole theme of this movie, like you said, is of Julia Roberts compromising herself for whoever she's with. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which which happens. It's the it's that com- it's the chameleon effect of uh, when you're in a even it happens in groupings. Like if you go to and live around different people or make new friends or whatever, sometimes you find yourself inherently like that, that's something else ad- adopting traits. But it happens in relationships too, where that's, you're like that's something else though. It is chameleonizing. She's yeah, like, yeah, but she's she doesn't know anything she's, about herself. Uh, next level yeah. chameleon. Yeah. She becomes 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the, <laughs> and the movie very smartly does that by making each uh, fiance one extreme after another of a different place. So the first yeah. one is a deadhead. He's a Grateful Dead rocker. Mm-hmm. He's a rock star. He wears leather jackets and tattoos. And they had, yeah. he had a mullet on the wedding and that kind of shit. The second one ends up turning into a priest. He's super religious. Yeah. You know, the whole 10 yards for all that God shit. Yeah. And then the third guy was weird i don't know how to describe him but weird but he, he like, was a what, bug he was scientist. a bug dude it was a bug dude yeah it was a bug guy bug boy i don't know his his wedding ring was inside of a cocoon that's cool which is very silence of the lambs is what richard Gere says mm. well, fun fact i heard that before i knew what silence of the lambs was. <laughs> <laughs> that's how most of my references in life nice. have come to me through movies like that and then i saw the thing it's like a, the fourth guy is a sports guy he's a coach yeah it's like our childhood comedy was references to things all references. It was like Animaniacs was just like referencing stuff that like was not for kids and we would have oh no God. way of knowing. Animaniacs had a taxi uh, taxi driver scene. You talking yeah. to me? You talking to yeah. me? What kid is seen taxi driver? <laughs> <laughs> Call the fucking cops. No kids should see that movie. Have you seen that movie? Taxi driver? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. <gasps> That's right. I gotta give that to you. I've seen like every horror movie as a kid and Scarface too many times. I haven't seen Scarface. Um, uh, I'll give it to you at some point. But anyway, they make all these extremes. So even on her weddings, which is very funny because they have a tape of all these weddings she ran away from. So you get to see them all. She looks different. She's acting different. Whatever the theme is of the wedding, yeah. which is rocker, uh, horror. I almost said horror. Religious. Um, people on people on horses and weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to describe that guy, but weird. Yeah. Well, I it's, it's interesting because when you first meet Julia Roberts and Richard Gere really starts to get into what's happening and why she's like this. It's a you really interesting way to do You don't know do why. Yeah. Right? Like, but this guy comes to town to literally study her and pick her apart. Yeah. So you really get to start to see the under things of all these I, things. Maybe it's the modern, like a modern version of this movie maybe would have been like gone deeper into why. Well, this is also before the internet. Yeah, because I feel like with with him asking her why, what we what we end up getting is that she's scared. And that's that's the kind of like one line explanation of like why she's like this. She doesn't know who she is. Yeah. And that's fine. But I wanted like a you know, maybe tying the mom passing to it and the Well they kinda did and the alcoholic father they Yeah that but was all in there. I know. It was there, but it wasn't like um in a nice little bow. N- no I guess so. I guess I don't know. I it just didn't feel connected to me. Interesting. Because I feel like, yeah, you could kind of maybe say that that's the reason, but it didn't feel like an issue, really. Like she, her, she, the fact that she left college early to run her story because her mother died, or the fact that she has to pick up her alcoholic father yeah. from the bar every yeah, day. Yeah, if anything, those things would give her more character. They, they did because they were there. Yeah, right. But she has no care. She has no character. Her problem is that she is becoming other people right and why does she do that why is she falling a victim to i don't know imprinting because she had no because the movie didn't say no it did say because she had no support system because she had to take care of herself and the way she took care of herself was to adopt other people so she had something to live off of she never had a chance to learn who she she was herself she was too busy taking care of her her parents store and then her dad and things like that and then also on top of that another reason why she never knew who she she was is because everyone fell in love with her so, while it's not as big of a problem as the alcoholism or yeah. something else, it is something to think about where the fact where 
it's almost this almost like predates the manic pixie dream girl a little bit i would say but it's that yeah. same kind of feeling where there's a girl and everyone's in love with them and you don't know why yeah because they're so because in the movie they just call her mysterious and quirky and she yeah. is but it also does this weird reflection thing on her because mm-hmm. we're talking to her in such a deep um we're so following her story and of her talking to her friends and her talking to Richard Gere and studying why she's doing all these things and has ran away that yeah. we're getting to see kind of like what it's like for the girl, which we don't get a lot. We're getting to see what it's like for a woman who everyone's falling in love with her and you feel sorry for her. You don't you don't you don't think it's her fault that, you know, we, we they even talk about the fact that. She, so there's a scene where Richard Gere talks to the best friend, right, yeah. and sees her best friend talk to or sees her best friend's husband talk to Julie Roberts and they're like kind of flirty and you're kind of wondering that's weird and she's like well they used to date and she call he calls her magpie but it's 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 fine and then which gear gets to be the nice guy and be like well are you okay and she's like oh, I'm fine I'm going to go yeah. and then you get that great scene in the salon later with the two best friends talking and she's like do you think I flirt with your husband cuz I don't I mean I don't mean to I yeah, mean yeah. and usually the girl is such a vehicle for this movie. It's like 500 Days of Summer is a lot and is a lot about this, too. But mm-hmm. we all, all see it from the guy's point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's about the girl being such an object yeah. that we they that everyone loves them, but they can't tell you why. Yeah. And the reason is you find out why is because she gives everybody what they want. They, yeah. She gives them attention and she flirts with them and she imprints on them yeah. and does that chameleon thing you're talking about. <sighs> yeah, I, I- I like that. I like that they did that. I, I like that they didn't just make her this object to be sought after. I like that they explained why and that you got to see more into that. But I just feel like with Julia Roberts being such a strong actor, her being so likable, I feel like I almost wanted. You think they relied on that too much? No, I almost wanted more about her and less sure. about the romance. Like, I didn't care about them falling in love. Like, it almost felt like too fast and too much you know I, I get the no, whole I thing i, I get the whole thing of like oh you know he finally saw her for her mm-hmm. but that didn't feel like enough of a reason for them to fall in love like Listen, i almost wish like a week before they try to get married and then like a week before they get married after yeah. that yeah yeah not, i can't deny that that yeah. is the one contrivance of this movie yeah. that i cannot defend because it does not take the time to develop but it they definitely started like it's very clear why they yeah. fall in love with each other yeah. and it's very clear why she decides I, not to marry the coach yeah but then it's like and now they're getting married I, for I, the and, for and it felt the, like they were appeasing the audience members yeah. rather than to finish actually, up with a nice wedding and to, exactly right. i'd rather them have, and to ended, have another runaway so we could see another Exactly. I would have I would have rather them ended with like going on a first date, like building up to like, mm, I think if this movie came out 10 years later, it probably would have. done. Yeah, that, you know? because I just feel like just the whole thing was between this is their relationship in the 90s that just kind it of was rushed. And I know they have good chemistry and it was believable up to there, up until that point. Yeah. And when it hit that point, I was like, oh, that sucks. Like, I just it's too much too fast. And I, I, I figured she was going to run away when they were getting yeah. married. Um, and it made, and the thing is, it makes for a nice, interesting scene. Like it's yeah. filmed well. You get all the little things, like that little moment when the coach comes up to Richard Gere, and you yeah. think he's gonna sock him again, but he's like, "Let me pull out, put on your flower." Yeah. And, and he and he has that nice conversation. It's like, mm-hmm. if I had to lose, I, I'm glad it's you yeah. because he likes them and they're friends. And he even gives him advice about the eye contact, mm-hmm. and the eye contact comes back. It's just a well written movie. Like it's beat for beat in terms of those things. Those like, little things. It doesn't things, forget for sure. those things. A lot of movies yeah. place those things, and then it's like. Like, 
uh, you remember the beginning of the movie when uh, you said you like yellow flowers? Is yellow flowers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know, a lot it doesn't, of it doesn't feel movies. forced like that. Yeah, but, but you nice. are right. That is a contrivance yeah. in the movie that is yeah. I can't defend it. I mean, honestly, that was just my biggest. That was my biggest problem with the movie because up until that point, up until the point where they they actually decide to to. Get, get married, married. Um, my fa- it's one of my believable favorite. and you see them falling in love you see you know him yeah. defending her him turning from like oh I this lady's a man eater and then going to well, the point where he's too, like yeah. and he starts to change yeah. she starts to change I, I think like it's also a little that. bit of the small town too yeah um, one of my favorite scenes of the whole entire movie is after they she kisses him at the yeah. rehearsal uh, and he kisses her and then they they decide to get married because it's like well we already got a wedding date um, right after that, you see this little old man that works for the church shaking his head while he's taking off the name of the guy. From yeah, the, I like that. That's that, one that of my nice. favorite moments of this whole a good moment. movie. I thought it's that was funny. It's so silly and dumb. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I don't disagree with you. That is yeah. something that I can defend in the movie. Everything else, I think, works really great. Yeah. And I think that's just one of those contrivances of romantic comedies that didn't go away from the 90s. That's, that's a 90s thing. Yeah. You know, like Jennifer Lopez stealing the groom in the wedding planner Mm -hmm. you know made in manhattan you know again jennifer lopez you know falling in love with the rich man who she snuck into his room you know those are just those kind of contrivances that just to make the movie end with a happy ending you just kind of have to accept it you know it's just the form you know i I can't disagree with you you know and even like crazy stupid asians you know the fact that everything works out in the end you know would the movie be stronger if she had to go away and they became a part and then you get a yeah. sequel about them having to work through these things like working through it yeah yeah but because it's a romantic comedy at the end of the movie they you just have to accept, accept that it's a- love well, conquers but, all i mean but in crazy rich angels at least they had like tension and drama and they did sure. that i, I yeah, feel yeah. like the hardships they went through yeah. made it more believable well, no that they ended movie, up in the end she ran away yeah, and they solve that exactly. Yeah, even and, the, and there's no, even the there's drinking, no, even the because my problem isn't that it's there. Its problem is that they didn't really deal with it or before do anything we about get it. too much into the um, themes of this movie because oh, I do want to talk more about love and what this movie Famous. means and all these things. There is one thing that you started touching on that I do want to talk more about, which is uh, the chameleoning. And do you? And I, I, it stuck with me so much the the way this makes this concept of chameleoning uh-huh. so small and simple. Do you remember how yeah. that is? What the thing that he asks? Oh, all, the eggs. The eggs. Yeah, 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 that was great. That's so good. Yeah. So I really with that. the rocker, he she liked fried. With the mm-hmm. priest, she liked scrambled. With the bug guy, it was poached. With yeah. the coach, it was eggs white. With a garden, egg, egg whites, yeah, yeah. With egg whites only. Yeah. And every single time, and you even see it one time, she says, "That sounds great. I'll have this." Thing. Yeah. And this, this, this concept of you don't even know what kind of eggs you like. You know. Yeah. It's just such a simple way. And all of showing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because of that, I have a little game for you. Marcus. Oh my god, eggs! Are you gonna eat eggs? No. Fuck. I have. I, I have love s- eggs. Good, because I have also asked all the people you love in your life. Oh, man. How they take their eggs. Oh, this is bad. I don't know. I don't even know how Cassie likes her eggs. And you are going to have to tell me uh, who in your family or friend group, all the people. I'm not telling you who we okay, okay. It's just people that you love. Okay. I'm assuming a lot here, but people that you love. Okay. 
how they take their eggs. Got it. And I have here uh, 12 of them. Oh, fuck. I don't even know 12 people. You do. That many who'd people you, love you. Who'd you get? All these people love you, I promise. <laughs> who'd you get? <laughs> who'd you get? <laughs> All the people that love you. Um, And I will. I want to see if you can guess who these people are. Okay. Okay. I feel like there's not that many different ways to have your eggs, so there's going to be a lot of repeats. <laughs> this is this is this is exactly how I texted to all these people. Sure, well, and some and you'll see all the different varying responses. Yeah, yeah. I said, "Hey, how do you take your eggs? Be as specific as you can be." Parentheses. Don't tell Marcus it's for the podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Over easy with toast to eat the runny yolks. It's nature's gravy. I'm reading them verbatim. I'm not going to approach them at all. I like this person. We're good friends. That's how I like my eggs. Over easy no. with toast to eat the runny yolks. It's nature's gravy. Now, I should have printed these out. That is, big, that big is good. I think, I think that's, I think Matthew likes his eggs like that. Um, but I don't know if he would come up with that's nature's gravy. That sounds like Andrew. And so I'm going to guess Andrew. Nick Mason. Oh, he's funny too. Damn. Yeah. It sounds right. right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's Sorry. right. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this one said scrambled. I do put maple syrup on them though. Okay. Scrambled. I do put maple syrup on them though. Does, does T put maple syrup on his eggs? Is that your guess? Oh, man. I do put maple syrup on them, though. Oh, man, this is hard. This is real hard. Um, That sounds like I don't want to guess Matthew because I don't know how much access he has to maple syrup at all times. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's like who of your friends is so luxurious that they always have access to maple syrup. I don't know. It could be Harper. He's a fancy boy. (laughs) Harper. Do fancy boys put maple syrup on their eggs? I don't know. Oh, That's your, is that your answer? Harper's my answer. It's Andrew. Andrew, fuck! That was my second one. Darn. Um, okay, you ready for this one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is hard. I don't think you can get any of them. I don't think uh, I'm gonna get any of them. Yeah, yeah. This is still fun, though. <laughs> you know what's also fun? Yeah. None of our audience knows who any of these people are. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you gotta give a quick who these people are. Uh, who the first one? Who's the first Nick one? Nick Mason. Nick Mason's our friend who plays Pathfinder with us. He's a great guy. He also works for New York Cares. He's a great works guy. for New York Cares. Guys, if you have Amazon Smile, uh, donate to New York Cares. Oh, nice. Uh, and Andrew and is a music free. teacher in Middletown. And Andrew is a music teacher in Middletown who went to college with. And we're going uh, We're going to try to go to this Christmas party. All right, you ready for the next one? Yes. Sunny side up. Flip it over once real quick so the yoke isn't too loose. Who the fuck... Who the fuck said that? I, I want to not be friends with that person. <laughs> Sunny side up. Flip it over once real quick so the yoke isn't too loose. Okay. Uh, that was not Joseph. That was not Matthew. Uh, that's how I like my eggs. I like it over medium is what that's called. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so who likes over medium but can't just say over medium because they don't know what that means? Yes. Um. I want to say no. T would know what over medium is. Uh, You're looking at me for answers, but I don't have. I any. don't have that. I can't think of who you asked. Um. I want to say. I want to say T. Is that your answer? Yeah. It was your mother. Oh no, my mom. <laughs> that sounds like my mom. She wouldn't know what over medium is. Shout out to Marcus's mom. Okay. You ready? Yeah. 
That's so funny. God damn it. Uh, I got your mom to play. You got my mom. <laughs> Both moms participated in today's podcast. I can make it uneven. It's good. Okay. Two eggs. Shredded cheese, sharp and American, sea salt pepper oh, from God. a grinder. This is Harper. And paprika. <laughs> is that your answer? That's my answer. This is John Abraham. Oh, what the fuck, John? <laughs> I didn't know you were a fancy boy like that. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Fuck. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Scrambled. Cassie. Fuck, I hate you. Yes. <laughs> she told you, didn't she? No, she didn't tell me. I didn't know about this. This is crazy. I just know that I I'm make... so mad at her. Why? Because I said, I need you to be more specific. And he said, I don't know. He makes my eggs. I was just going to say, I make her eggs for her. So uh, she doesn't know how she likes her eggs. <laughs> I know. Well, then she said, usually they are fluffy with cheese, salt, hot sauce, and he adds adobo. Yeah. I can't say go. that. Though, but I also add milk. Super, yeah. She doesn't even know about the milk. She doesn't know about the Cassie, fucking milk. You're drinking milk with your eggs. Did you know that shit? <laughs> Fuck. That right. makes, that's what makes the eggs fluffy. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I usually make two eggs fried over medium. First, I set the pot onto the stove and grab some eggs and butter. I heat up the stove and layer the bottom of the pan with the butter. Once the pan is ready for the eggs, I grab them <laughs> one at a time and crack them on a buttered pan. If any parts of the shell falls out of the pan, I pick it off with my bare hands. I shake some salt and pepper on top of the eggs once the bottom is fully cooked, and then I flip the eggs with a spatula. I let that cook for, like, another minute, and then I pop the yolks with the same spatula so they don't end up running. I let the bleeding yolk solidify a bit, then... I I scoop the eggs up with my spatula and throw it on a plate. I usually have my eggs with one slice of whole wheat toast, buttered up, and cut in half. Harper? Is that your answer? Harper, John, or T? But I'm going to go with Harper. This is your brother, Matthew. No! Fuck him. (laughs) Fuck you, Matthew. (laughs) Matthew, what the fuck? My brother moved to Boston for the (laughs) listeners out there, and he became a fancy fucking boy. You know what it is? He's living with rich white people now. Hold on, hold on. No, they have him in captivity. That's not fancy. He just described them. He just made over media maze. It sounds fancy. He just shows you how. He explained what what you do if you drop shell in the pan. (laughs) You think that's a fancy boy? He's a fancy boy. I wasn't listening. (laughs) Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Three eggs scrambled hard with cheese, preferably cheddar, seasoned with garlic salt and black pepper. That's nice. Um, uh, tea. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It is tea. Nice. I got two right. You got one. No, you got two right. Yeah, you're right. You're only getting them because you're running out of people. Yep. No. Uh Well, I like my eggs over easy, but not overcooked. They have to be runny when you stick that fresh toasted toast in them. You also got to fry them in the skillet with butter and salt. Let the garlic crisp up a little before you put your eggs in. Once you plop them in the skillet, Dust them softly with a little pepper and seasoned salt. When they're ready to, to flip, <laughs> dust a little more. Serve hot! <laughs> it's all caps and exclamation point. Hot. Serve. I don't know who this is. My, um, uh, my grandmother <laughs> from the grave. <laughs> you, you found a medium and you contacted my grandmother. <laughs> if one of these is in Spanish. <laughs> You get a John Hunter. I nice, yeah. nice. Um, I was gonna give an actual guess, but um, oh no, that was your guess. My, my dead grandmother, <laughs> I guess, was my actual guess. Uh, I take them on avocado toast. Harper, Cassandra, Cassandra. Oh, yeah. 
You're so, you're so funny. You just keep running out of people. I'm running out of people. Uh, could I get my eggs? Oh, I asked him specifically how he, because he asked, yeah. what do you mean? I was like, uh, like a waiter. So he said, could I get my eggs over easy? I want them flipped, whites fully cooked, unbroken yolk, and yolk runny. Who would ask a waiter for you that? You know what's also funny? He's an idiot because he wants unbroken yolk, but he also wants his yolk runny. Yeah. Is it runny mean they're broken? Oof. I don't want to say who. I don't want to say that any of our, anybody I love or I who loves me is an like, idiot. I don't love all these people. Um, I don't know all these people. I don't the know fact your that you're willing to say they're an idiot is makes me think that's probably Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think we'd call any of our other friends idiots. It's Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> So I can get out of the doghouse with him. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. All right. Well, that was Joseph. Um, uh, scrambled eggs hard, not runny at all. If there's add-ins, I'll always go for American cheese and peppers and onions. American cheese. Last time we ate eggs, Harper put American cheese on a sandwich. So I'm gonna say Harper. That was Zachary. Oh fuck. Man. You ready? Yeah. This is the last one I have. I'm not going to guess Harper. <laughs> Over easy. Um, how, is that how you like your eggs? <laughs> is that your guess? Yeah. This is Harper. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, thought man. Harper would be the complicated one. He just said over easy. Fuck you, Harper. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah. You got what, three? I got three. You got to learn your love one. That's babe. more than I thought. Well, I have to fuck them. I have to fuck all these people. Well, you only so got, that way I can learn how they like their eggs in the morning. You only got T, Joseph, and Cassie. Because I fucked those people already. Yeah, that's fair. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Okay, there you go. Sure. <laughs> I, okay. It shows you who my real <laughs> friends are. Nick. <clears throat> how do you like your eggs? I like my eggs. Let's <laughs> turn into ASMR. ASMR that shit. I like my eggs. First, when you want to make a good egg, you have to take the egg and put it, you got to crack it into a bowl. And then you're going to add some creme fraiche to the egg. And you're going to stir, but not too much. And then you're going to put it in for a little bit on low heat. And you're going to mix it around. And then you're going to take them out. Add some adobo, because adobo goes on everything. Sprinkle little peppers. Put some cheese on them. <laughs> you know what's funny? My family will probably listen to this episode because my mom was on it. Yeah. So now they get that free ASMR. You're welcome. I hope that triggered your um, flexes. Guys, please tweet at us at Now Try This Cast how you like your eggs. And enough of you do, maybe you'll find out how I like mine. Inverted. What? You like your like eggs inverted? Don't tell them they got twins. <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise. How do you like your eggs fried or fertilized? You like your eggs fried or fertilized? Um. Okay. So. So the bride runs away. <laughs> multiple times. Oh my god, she does. Uh, I think my I love. I mean, we can skip to. Skip. To the middle of this movie. The just middle because, of the movie. So he shows up. 
I think one one thing that's super interesting about this movie, where I I I don't come from a town this small, yeah, and the town that I do come from is super poor, yeah. So I but this small town mystique of everybody being so friendly and knowing every other. Yeah. It's not the first time we've seen this. I mean, we've done it on this podcast. It was in Gilmore Girls. Yeah. You know, it's very uh, akin to that. <clears throat> is this how it is? I don't think so. It's the same way with At New all? York City. Are you sure? I think I think it's the same way with New York City where there you are hints know. of that, right? Like there are hints of that thing. There is yeah. a sense of community. Like when you when you see New York, it's, it's like, just hey, this I'm walking gossip, here. Right? There is some rudeness to New Yorkers yeah. there. I mean, that's also made up from a movie, so it's weird that you reference that. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. Right. That I'm referencing a movie right. thing. Sure. About the city. I'm there with you. Okay, great. Yeah, right next to you. Okay. Here doing the podcast. Remember Oliver and Company? Now try this. The one with the dog? Yes. That's yeah. real. There's dog <laughs> gangs rampant in New York City. Honestly, it's not, it seems like it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> one minute I'm everywhere. in Central Park. Next minute, I'm on Delancey Street. Oh, but you, you think so? There, you don't think there's small towns like this? I think there. Are, I mean, I, I do think there. are. I think that there's there's small town charm. Where you take over your dad's yeah. hardware store, and there's one for salon sure. that everyone yes. goes to. And there's one bakery yeah, that yeah. everyone goes there's to. There's too many small town movies and video games My and shit. Is how many people are getting married that there's a wedding dress shop in that town? Well, you need to buy a wedding dress. Yeah, and there's some you... towns where Amazon don't deliver. But like. How, how many? Uh, you know what? I guess wedding dresses are thousands of dollars sometimes. And rent, and she is, doesn't have to pay probably rent because she probably owns the building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Well, I, I mean, you're right. In you're, my, right. you're right. You're right. Here, I, I moved to, I live in like a smallish town of uh, in New Jersey. Do you know what the population is? I don't know what the population is, but there's a, there's an ice cream shop. There's a small town ice cream shop, like mom and pop. There's a mom and pop cost Halloween costume store open year round. Yeah. But yet your town is bigger than this one. This one looks yeah. like it's four blocks. That's true. But I mean, there's like two haircut places, but it's like, uh, but there is like, there's, the, yeah, there's a costume true. shop. I don't know fucking what that dude does. There's a costume shop. There's a costume shop. How the fuck does he stay open? I, I don't know. But he must I, own the building. I saw someone come out of there and he was dressed as a pirate and he was smoking a cigarette. And this was yesterday <laughs> in December. I guess he's doing all right. We sang a pirate song in my musical improvs class. Oh, nice. Yeah. How'd it go? I did okay. I said, nice. a li- I said a line about how we would cut off our hands and legs and put things in them to try to be pirates. And everyone got a kick out of that. Nice. Stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is, right? Yeah, like, you're being silly. You're supposed to be funny. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> No, is that supposed to be funny? Yeah, I take my musical improv seriously. I take this the most serious. Every every one of my sketches is lame is. And about that small town is, I think one of the most interesting, fun, the the one of the parts I get the most kick out of this movie is how easily and likable Richard Gere is, and not for me, to the people in this town. So as soon as he walks into a place, he makes friends with everybody to the point where Julie Roberts' fiance is like. Saying, I'm glad it's you, as yeah. he steals her away. But it's also weird because I feel like at no point 100%. does he start to do the. <sighs> Let me explain something. Sure. I've been watching I'm here, Cassie. I'm here to talk about this movie, so you go ahead. You go ahead, mister. Cassie has been, uh, she has a thing. Who is that? My girlfriend. Oh, says you. She. Where's the proof? She loves. Where's the proof? She loves Hallmark Christmas movies. Sure. And they all have the same plot. Yep. Nick, do you know what that plot is? Uh, girl, guy meets girl. Girl can have guy because of stupid outside thing. Because of Christmas. 
Usually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I'll do you mean? Over. The plot of every single Hallmark Christmas movie Please is this. Because I don't want I don't watch these. A woman. Because they know their demographic. Because I didn't have the Hallmark channel because I was too a poor. Woman, a woman, big business lady. She's big business, okay? Big business. She got a lot of business. So this is Sweet Home Alabama? She's real busy, doesn't have time for Christmas. Uh-huh. But something happens, bring her, brings her to a small town. Sure. Where we, she meets. She gets stuck there because... A long lost dad left the hardware store to her, or something like something that. Something happens. She sure. has to go back to the small town. Sure. Christmas is happening, and this town, whatever town it is, it goes fucking hard for Christmas. As most okay? do, yeah. She meets, I mean, did you see this wedding at this small town? I she mean, I she meets a small town man. Yeah. And the small town man is like. Always has a little bit of an accent. His. his Life is somehow tied into Christmas. No, I'm not saying He's that part- I'm the arbitrator of Christmas around here. He has to bake cook Christmas cookies. I'm the biggest Christmas he- baker. <laughs> yep, yep. You ever made a Christmas baker like me? Yeah, that's I'm a good. Christmas baker. And then, and my and- name's. And then she has Bob, to leave. And she has baker. to leave because of business. Oh, you got to leave because of business? And the business be wants her to work on Christmas. The business is like, you got to get here and, and you can't celebrate Christmas and oh, do that Christmas man, thing you were trying to do We could have been in Christmas town. if you didn't leave because of Christmas. <laughs> exactly. Because Christmas is important to me because I like, the cookies. And she has to decide that Christmas is worth it. Is is worth more than her job if and success. If you think Christmas is worth it, you come be with me, baby. Yep. And then and then she And then she fucks the guy. Oh, in the movie? No. <laughs> I was about to say, that's actually weird. And then I they feel fall like... in love okay, great. over Christmas. You and me, baby, we're going to make cookie Christmases all But what's the town like Christmas after all? that? I want to see day after that. I want to see what happens at Christmas, the 26th of December. <laughs> oh, my God. Marcus. Like, once Can the magic we make is this over. Movie? That sounds amazing. Right? Doesn't sound great. Oh, my God. So she wakes up December 26th. Yeah. Oh, next to a guy. And she looks at her life, she and just, she realizes she, she just her left life behind. everything, all her friends, all her money, yeah. everything. And he wakes up, and he makes Christmas cookies again. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, Christmas is over. You make cookies." He's like, "That's he's like, right. This is what I, I do. Make cookies. I'm, all, a- <laughs> I'm a cookie Christmas master." And he's like, "Okay, that's nice and quaint." I wake up tomorrow. Oh, honey, what are you cooking? I'm making, making Christmas, Christmas cookies. cookies. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I thought we had that yesterday and the day before." I'm a cookie, cookie I'm a Christmas, Christmas cookie baker. No, but yesterday they were treating today they're Santa Claus it's like, like it. Christmas is over it's like nah for us small town people <laughs> and then they get to New Year's and then <clears throat> they make Christmas cookies again but then she starts to leave because oh, she's shit. like oh no I don't want Christmas cookies anymore and he's like where you are you baby I got my Christmas <laughs> they get to they New Year's and she's like oh, what, why are all the Christmas decorations up and he's like New Year's Eve is just another day to celebrate Christmas we never take down our Christmas <laughs> are you kidding me every These holiday is Christmas the, the, that tinsel has been up for 16 years <laughs> Ah, that's the mistletoe that my mama hung for me when I was yeah. a wee bit toddler and yep. I learned to make Christmas. And this movie's called The Morning After Christmas. That's it's super simple, just like all the Hallmark movies. That's it. This is genius. This is genius. And I'd then watch the, this. For the first five minutes, will be the last five minutes of all those other of movies. Course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be super romantic. And a she'll, big kiss at yeah. a Christmas party. Be, okay, so it opens up just like this movie does, except instead of a girl on a on a horse. horse it's a girl in a town car coming back to the small town yeah. and coming out of it and be like I oh. decided to stay I quit my big city job this is like I've seen enough and then he's they like all I knew this. why you stayed it was for my cookie Christmas <laughs> cookies he'll say something romantic like I knew you couldn't get enough of the Christmas cookies it's and, more like and this, then she's I like, knew you couldn't get enough of the Christmas cookies sounds like, racist right here. <laughs> sounds racist now I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stay with these Christmas cookies. I buy George. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking racist. 
And then she comes, and then she's like, "Well, I wanted a Christmas kiss," and then they kiss on the mistletoe, and then, and then that's how it ends. And then after they kiss, it's like, "Oh, doggy, you want those cookie Christmas now, cookies?" I don't know who this is, but he's not in this movie. <laughs> he's a Bible. <laughs> You're not casting me in our movie. Damn, harsh. We're making two separate movies. Now it sounds like we're making the cookie Christmas cookies. Yeah, the Christmas cookies. <laughs> cookie oh, Christmas man. cookie. Cookie Christmas. Oh god. I fucking I love Hallmark movies. They're great. they're so bad. They're great. Oh. I'm coming around the other end. <laughs> uh, well, you're probably laughing the same way you laugh at those horror movies. Yeah. You know? Like yeah, things yeah. killing and shit. Yeah. You know? Same genre. Uh, same movie, different same genre. genre. Yeah, yeah, same movie, same different movie, genre. <laughs> same movie, different genre. Yes. Um Okay, so my question to you. And my answer is just because I need more. We need more content for this episode. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Christmas. Uh... Like Bob Johnny got those cook Christmas cookies. Oh, no. Coming up right back round. Got the cook cook. You got a treat. I got a treat. You want Santa? Oh God. I want snow. You want frosty? Wait. You hold want on. Frosting on your frosty? Yes. I just discovered a new market for Christmas movies. God, cook Chris. Cook Christmas. Why ain't there? There should be. Like I'm not giving this. This is the you got. This is your partner for the rest of the podcast. On. There should be nah, gay right Hallmark Christmas movies. Now nah, by George, there are right. Like we a don't. guy comes back. Christmas, same plot, same exact plot. Yeah, just it's two guys. That happened. There's that exists. <clears throat> I don't know, but they're they're novelty, and there's like one in every fifty. I don't know. Not on the Hallmark Channel. No, there probably are. Not on the Christian Hallmark Channel, Nick. With good Christian, Christian values. Channel. Yeah. You're making that up. You're every every up. channel is a Christian channel. That's not true. Well, ninety percent of the bar. They're all owned by like three companies. Well, which one? Are majority which one does the Christian L word? Values. Which one does the L word? word ABC at? Family. The L word? Yeah. What's about lesbians? They own it. So Disney's good with the gays. Yeah, but no one else. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I thought you really knew. Honestly, I was like, probably shit. Comcast. No, you're probably right. Comcast. You, thought, you know the funniest part is Comcast probably owns the Christian channel and the gay channel. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You got to dip your they, hand in both pockets. Like, and they're like, we don't have any. We yeah. just make you content. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, uh, it leaked uh, about the Tumblr thing that like apparently it may or may not be true, but in the meeting, Verizon with, was like, oh, hey, we can't display Does ads Verizon next to, it? I guess so, because oh. Verizon kept it getting mentioned. But they were like, Verizon was like, you can't, we can't run ads next to your porn. And that's not good. So we need it. And the person was like, there's a lot of money to be made in running ads uh, for Black Lives Matter and things like that. And it was like, the, the person was like, it's really weird that. That's your association? That's your, like, look at this group. We can make money off of them. That was weird. I just read it and I was like, if this is true, this is fucking makes sense. And it is not unbelievable, but also it's so fucked up. Interesting. Yeah. What do you think Julia Roberts' Tumblr would look like during this movie? During this movie? Yeah. Um, it would have... It would probably keep changing, right? It would, At first it would be all I would love to and... see, like, in an extension of, like, social media into uh, movies, I would love to see, like, her her blog, like, a blog of... Or, like, go through her Twitter feed. Like, I wish yeah. I wish they made fake Twitter feeds for, like, They do do characters. that stuff sometimes, but they, they do, don't do yeah. it more. It's a lot of work. No. I, of course. No. Oh, oh. Of course. Uh, oh. But oh. I would, like... Now a, you, you want to hear Cookie <laughs> Christmas Twitter? Welcome uh, to Cookie Christmas. This, this yeah. I want to see this guy's Twitter feed. This, cookie Christmas. This just did. Cookies. <laughs> <laughs> You're so happy with this bit. 
This this guy's gonna make an appearance in your musical improv class. I just got I got I got a cookies for the Christmas. All right, cook cook. I wish I had. Uh, can I be honest? Yeah. I wish I had that kind of confidence on stage. I I, I feel like I feel like. I don't mind being silly and dumb with you, yeah, or friends, yeah, or even on the podcast because my podcast, yeah, my podcast, my podcast, my podcast, my podcast, slipping in everything. You chose, yeah, fuck, but, sorry. Uh, but I have trouble doing that on stage. No, I'm a, I, I I'm get a lot more tight lips. Bad anxiety. Yeah, but uh, this would be just as funny on stage. Oh, you want me even funny because then I could sing about. You want me to come to your show with the I got microphone? My cookie Christmas. I'll look at you with, with the microphone. My cookie Christmas, guys. If you want to hear my musical improv class showcase you go ahead and tweet at us at now try this cast if you're in the new york city area and i will let you know when and where this the performance is the is. second improv class that you've invited our listeners to did i invite them to the last yes, one yes you did well no one came so fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> guys you can see us live. live one of us will be performing the other one will be in the audience <laughs> uh, uh, oh i want to get enough fans so we can do a live performance Get what? I would go crazy. I couldn't handle no, it. No, you couldn't handle it. I would go crazy. You would cry the first time Honestly, and then go crazy the rest be, of the time. It times. would be a lot of fun, but no one would want to listen to that episode. It'd no. be great in the house. Yeah. I yeah. would crowd great. <laughs> you just said about how much anxiety you get on stage. <laughs> Not when there are fans. I don't know. That's more pressure. I got none approve these fuckers. <laughs> they already like me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Julia Roberts <laughs> and Richard somebody, Gere. There are some people listening this far in the podcast. Like, oh, I really wanted to hear fucking Marcus's insight on these movies, but Nick won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, Turn that's the what shit happened. Off. Yeah, that that already happened. What insight is there? I feel like we. I feel like this movie, in terms of content, is just it is severely I've lacking. About I think it. I've talked so much about it you already. Have, we have we've talked as much as I feel like I want to talk about. We're if an I'm hour honest. twenty minutes into the movie, but, but <laughs> like I just it. feel like it's just it is it is a simplistic romantic movie. There's a couple more things to with, talk about. I feel like I just. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, man, there really isn't. I feel like I feel like I went so we hard went into it. Hour. Yeah, I feel like I went so hard into it so fast. You did. Like normally, it takes us a while to get into it. Yeah, you didn't care. You're like, I hate this movie right away. You put me on the defensive right away. Well, I just feel like which made me talk about every point of the movie. Exactly. Which means there's which, only else to yeah, talk about. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we did too good at podcast. Oh. Oh, is that how you're supposed to do it? Yeah, and then nice we, and succinct. Yeah, and then you have a shorter oh, episode. Shit. And then, but then that gave us too much time because then we started talking about Christmas cookies. I just got, it's Christmas cookers. No, I'm gonna I, listen back and delete all of it. You are, uh, but I liked it. Um, so, <laughs> I feel like we, I feel like I enjoyed the movie Marcus, enough. Did you like the movie? Uh, I feel like I enjoyed it enough because I'm used to these movies now that you've given me a few of them. Mm-hmm. So I understand the process and I'm less resistant to it. And um, it's a well-made version of one of those movies. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. the banter's nice. And it's a time it's stamp. Nice of, yeah. And it's a time stamp of the era. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's just what we said before where that point of the movie turns and yeah. they fall in love. And you're sitting there wondering why. And all of a sudden, they're kissing in front of her uh, ex-husband, and that's strange. And that was a weird moment. Eye contact, man. It changes. It was everything. weird. And then they go forward, and um, 
and and then she runs away from him and then she goes and I like that the end of the movie when she went up to him she proposed to him and she said that, that line nice, that, that he was a nice line. that was a nice that way of tying it up but and it's it's her making that choice yeah. instead of the guy making the choices yeah. for her I do I think that's one reason why I like this movie so much is because most romantic comedies are very guy driven and it's very about the perfect yeah. girl yeah but. Julie Roberts is so much a star in and of herself. Mm-hmm. Like she makes movies. Like yeah. and I, I, they all make movies. But I mean, like she makes the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? So much so, and they know that. So she has the impetus in the whole end of the movie to like push everything forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. when usually movies won't do that. You know, even when even when, if a girl gets a moment like this, you know, it's not. It's still it's because that's what the guy wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But this is all about what Julie Roberts is and wants at that end of the movie. Yeah, and maybe that's a trend with movies you like, or maybe the ones you give me. Oh yeah, I really, really, and it's probably because I grew up with my mom, my sister, yeah. and my grandma. I Are only rom. I don't know. I, I don't want to say there's not male-led rom-coms. Five hundred days on But that also feels. I guess you're. Yeah. Yeah. But so much, it's just the focus of any rom com. with Ryan Reynolds. So much of the rom coms, yeah, yeah. So much of the rom coms are focused on the lady, the lady, because they're either chasing after the lady or the lady is, yeah, they're chasing after the lady. So she's like the focus. But just because of that doesn't mean she has content to her character. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. She so still feels even. It's it's weird because even when she is the main character, yeah. she still feels like flimsy. Yeah, Almost. she tends to feel like a product of whatever that guy wants yeah. that's after her. And I think I'm also imposing, when I say romantic comedies, I think I'm also imposing all the other genres in yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, because you're right. Rom-coms are actually better at female-driven things in terms yeah. of uh, the ratio. Mm-hmm. But most of them fail the Bechtel test. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Is, or is it back? <clears throat> anyway, uh, would you recommend this movie? Um... It was weird because I've never seen Pretty Woman. It's but this felt like a it felt like a worse version of that. Pretty Woman is the better version of this movie. Is that everybody? I don't. I've never even seen Pretty Woman. And it just why felt I like that. I have a problem with Pretty Woman is because the whole glamoring of the like at the end of the day, yeah. Julie Robert was a hooker. Like I'm not saying she can't not be a sex <laughs> worker ever again, yeah. but they like sugarcoat it like they like gloss over it like yeah. they don't they don't address like really why she got to that point yeah or like yeah yeah it's about getting her off the streets but not about how she got there you know what i mean so yeah. everyone, it is a stronger movie in terms of i think of dialogue and pacing and what things make sense yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day i don't think i don't like it as much as this because of that i think and i also saw this one first Usually you like the one you saw first. Yeah. You know. That's fair. I, I feel like, but that, that's the thing. I never saw Pretty Woman, so I can't say that's a better version definitively well, or anything. says it. But, it so felt, but I didn't look up anything either. Yeah. But it just felt like, I didn't I didn't think that it felt like a worse version of Pretty Woman because I haven't seen it. But I felt like it was trying to chase something. And in my head, logically, with the two leads, that would probably, mean probably well, Pretty Woman. But it could be another movie same of director, the time. Same people. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Um, but that's what it just felt like it was trying to yeah. chase something. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Especially because of all the running. But it's weird not having, <laughs> damn, that was good. But it's, it's weird not having that context, but still <laughs> getting that feeling. No, no, no. I, I, you know what I, I mean? think very much so that that is there. Yeah. yeah. But for me, I that think means that means it must have been real prevalent. If I never saw pretty woman and still got the feeling of like, 
Pretty Woman this is... This feels like a ripoff of something. <laughs> Pretty Woman is iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Which I don't know why, because she has a bad wig. <laughs> That's my only problem with the movie, the bad wig. Uh, I think, though... I don't think I disagree with you. I think for me, though, one of those one of that falls away for me a little bit just because I think I think the feeling you're feeling is the fact that these are old friends talking about something that already existed instead Mm -hmm. of it happening for the first time yeah and i think that feeling is in the movie and i think that's where you're speaking of yeah for me i like that feeling though it, rem- it i think that kind of goes into the small town thing but i don't yeah. disagree with you um would you watch another julie roberts movie yeah i watch another julie roberts movie i don't think Good, i would watch another next challenge get ready i don't think i would watch another one with the two of them together uh, unless it was pretty woman if i guess pretty woman was on cable you should check it out maybe but yeah you know, I, I mean i don't it's never going to be one of my challenges i oh, don't really? love it I no. like it. I haven't watched it because but I thought I like it would be one of your challenges. Wedding better. I like stepmother better. Stepmom better. I like. Oh, so your mom was right. That stepmom was one of your. Oh, I love all Julie. Wow. Most of the Julie Roberts. Mom Lisa Smile is a better one. Yeah, no, she was. She wasn't wrong. Those are her favorites, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, my favorites. <laughs> you know what? She probably didn't see Runaway Bride as much as I did because it was always in my VCR. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "I want to watch that one with the bride," and you're like, "No." I got it. I got it. I got it. I you know, that. shout out to my mom though, because as I was thinking of that household with we didn't have cable. Yeah. There was only one room in the house. She slept on the couch. Aww. So I could have the room by myself. That's nice. Yeah. I shared a bed with my brother. But I mean, at least I don't have to share a bed with my parents. <laughs> yeah, that'd be worse. That'd be worse. That'd be worse. <laughs> that would definitely be worse. Um Okay, those are my questions for you, Marcus. Nice. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about this movie or about some about maybe about the Cookie Man? We can bring him back. Yeah, bring the Cookie to. Man back. Okay. I want to. I want to meet the Cookie Man. This guy's cookies. That's all I got. That's all I got left. Uh, <laughs> that's all you got left. All I got left. I used it all. This cookie you used up all your good stuff. I used up all the good stuff. Nick, this week I'm going to give you. Uh-huh. Right here. The cinematic classic. Sure. The masterpiece of all masterpieces. Oh, I already know what it is. A sequel to, or squeakle, as some may say. Squeak. Squeakle. Squeak. What goes squeak a mouse? Uh, chipmunk. I'm giving you the classic. What? Movie. Die Hard 2. Oh, I thought you were giving me an album of the chipmunk movie, and I was... So excited! I was, I, was listening to a, I was listening to my brother, my brother, and me, and yeah, they were yeah. talking about the Jekyll and Hyde Halloween, Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Yeah, it's such a good movie. It's yeah, so it's bad. Good. I love Christmas specials, like Christmas movie specials of TV oh, yeah. shows. Those are the best. Wait, 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 hold on. Are you telling me that Die Hard takes place on a Christmas and Die Hard Two takes place on Christmas? Why mess with something that Jesus works? Nick? Is Die Hard Two the exact same movie but not as good? It is better than the first. <laughs> you don't think that's true? It's Die Hard. Die Hard Two is Die Hard in an airport on Christmas. On Christmas, because hmm. he's trying to catch his flight, <laughs> so he gets stuck there because of the terrorists. There's some great moments in Die Hard Two. Wait, it's just Die Hard Two is actually he, real good. He just happens to be in another place with terrorists again. Yep. Okay, guys. If you don't, if you didn't know this, we did Die Hard very famously on yeah, yeah. the podcast before because yeah. I've never seen it, yeah. and I can't believe you're giving me this. Good, this is the first time on the podcast we've done is. this, but it's real good because the oh. question on that one was, "Will I watch more?" Yeah, yeah. And the answer was yes. And I have now. It. Now you're forced to. Uh, 
Oh fuck, dude, it's like good. It's real good. There's some good like luggage like kills. Like you uh, don't know, spoil it, don't spoil it, don't spoil oh, it, don't spoil okay. it. Oh, it's so We're good. Watch it. It's so good. All right. Okay. Well, you know what's funny is I own it because I ruined your Blu-ray copy, <laughs> so I had to buy you a new one, and you graciously let me have the broken one. There you go. Because as you tell it, I didn't know that my computer didn't have a Blu-ray player, but I do know that my computer had a Blu-ray player. It was just I hadn't used it in so long; it must have broke at some point. Sure, totally. That's what it's a glass. Laptop. Yeah. And, okay. Whatever. Yeah. Totally. Jesus you just Christ. stuck in a DVD player. <laughs> I never. I had never been more offended than when you asked me that. I was like, "Yeah, because your computer's not a Blu-ray." I was like, "Yes, it is. I'm not an idiot." I don't know. You still. You still. I still believe. Guys, please leave us five star reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Listening. You tweet us at now. Try this cast, Marcus. What? Get us out of out of here with. Oh come and on! You're not. You're gonna. You're not gonna get us out of here as the Christmas cookie man. No, absolutely. Of not. all of all times. I can't remember. It's time for the Christmas. No, that's my creepy. <laughs> it's time for some Christmas cookies, kids. Why don't you come and enjoy these Christmas cookies? No, it's the fucking Family Guy. All right, Marcus, get us out here as prepping us for the next podcast as if you're a trailer for a Hallmark Christmas movie. This Christmas, two podcasters get together and decide to leave their big city jobs <laughs> to record a podcast in a small town where they find love, happiness, friendship, and another episode just around the bend. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>